3: God, that was amazing wasn't it <laughs> amazing amazeballs amazeballs <laughs> so welcome 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 everyone uh to crowcast tuesday night live season 2020 pre-season so we're all a bit dusty we're all a bit rusty uh we're still wearing our blue strikers uniforms and uh all that sort of stuff but Pete, how are you going? How was Christmas?
4: Uh, uh, really well, mate. Got away to um, the east coast and uh, found my way through the, the fires and the smoke and the haze. I had a, yeah. not that you're probably interested, but I had a, a day in Canberra where the, the uh, air quality meter reading for hazardous was 200. We had it at 4,000. Yep. So we were That's locked incredible. inside. It was pretty bad. But anyway, other than that, really good, mate. What about yourself?
3: Uh, yeah, mine was uh, pretty cruisy. Uh, didn't do a hell of a lot um, but uh, obviously the presence of a grandson for the first Christmas uh, was uh, always pretty good and he's, uh, he's smashing it uh, little Jasper, he's just turned one uh, so he's sort of uh, first steps and all that sort of stuff and he will be featuring in the Rev Up this year Jasper's tips, I don't know how we're going to do it just yet <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do it just yet. We might just have him crawling over something or we might have him doing, I don't know what we're doing, but we'll work it out, man. Cam. Picking
2: picking a bucket.
3: Yeah, something. Uh, And the dulcet tones of Nicky in the background there. How about your Christmas, Nick?
2: Um, I had one that I can highly recommend not everybody to have. It was quite expensive because I had to have a tooth taken out that morning.
3: Oh, that's not good.
2: So my family enjoyed it because I wasn't supposed to speak the whole day.
3: (laughs) Oh, unfortunately, you've had a speedy recovery as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know me.
3: Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I'm glad to see you uh, back on deck. And welcome to everyone who's joined us for this pre season Shake the Rust Out cast on Spreaker, uh, DSG, Brent, Jace, uh, all the uh, usual. I'm sure we'll see uh, a bit of uh, Michael and a bit of Vardy at some stage. But uh, look, thanks everyone for joining us. It's going to be pretty rough. Because uh, I've got a new setup here, and uh, it's been a while, and we tend not to think about it too much when uh, when we're not doing it. <laughs> uh, so, look, let's get into some news, shall we, um, Peter?
4: Well, probably the big news, Fiend was the um, it was the T Twenty showdown on Sunday. Um, not strictly footy related, but it certainly participated in. Mm. Uh, by the uh, by, the footy players and I got, alone, got along to the game. I had a look, and I know you did as well, Nicky. And it was, uh, you know, it was really entertaining, and it was uh, it was terrific for the guys to get out there. And um, tell you what, uh, I have to say, I know it's a footy show, not a cricket show, but um, Matty Crouch just was keeping to international bowlers like it was nothing. Um, yeah. Did you? see the stumping off the Rashid Khan wrongen Yeah, he's ticked it. That, that was a first class stumping. I, I was in direct line um, in the member stand and it was as sharp a bit of work to a fast spinning wrongan as uh, you'll ever see because it it's so hard because it cut the batsman or the batswoman in half. Yeah. Um, it was just an unbelievable bit of work and then he was just keeping to Kane Richardson like it was nothing. And, yeah, he's um, – I think we all know he's got a strong cricket background. But uh, I saw a funny comment just uh, watching him bat, Nicky. Um, I saw a funny com- comment on Twitter in that uh, saying that Matt Crouch, no matter what sport he plays, he's an
3: accumulator.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he also – and he does love to do better than his brother.
3: Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's right. Uh, look, a bit of news uh, from Facebook Live. Uh, we've got William – Joining us from Tassie, it was forty degrees one day, and today there's snow on Mount Wellington. So, uh, yeah, who'd live in Tassie? I don't know. Um, look, how we, we let's talk about the uh, the crows first up. We're looking alright injury wise. Touch. Oh my god, I just said it again. I think we said this last year, didn't we? But there hasn't been a lot of news come out of the uh, come out of the club so far this off season. No, I haven't.
4: I haven't seen uh, really anything at all. Um, there was some, uh, a little bit of chatter early in the season that Ned McHenry was um, was carrying something, but that sort of went away, and he seems to be in full train. Certainly, a couple of bits yeah. that uh, I've seen, he's in, he's going full whack. So, yeah. um, I, certainly nothing, nothing serious. Um, there was uh, obviously um, we had Darcy Fogarty withdraw from the cricket because um, of a little bit of a bit of hamstring tightness, but uh, again. Um, you know, I would imagine that's just precautionary uh, more than anything. But, uh, yeah, touch, touch Woodfein. I, I haven't yeah, heard anything the, significant. Well, the only
2: one's Hardigan, which had gone in for a bit of surgery. Um, but apart from that, the others, I mean, we've, we've had a few reports and we've seen that we've had some of our younger players or those newer type of players are being managed. Yeah. But by the look of a bit of the vision that we've seen, they're participating in the, in the match drills. So that's what you want to say. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, speaking of the fog, um I uh was introduced to uh one of Fogg's very close relatives, I can't remember whether it's, it's his sister or his cousin or something like that. It might be his cousin, I think, at uh, the little one's first birthday. So uh don't you worry, I've put in the uh, I've put in the request, so we might even get a bit of a Darcy interview uh, before the beginning <laughs> of the season. Uh, some of the stories I won't repeat that were told, uh, but uh, good to good to make that connection. Um, yeah, and look, to be honest with you, AFL in general has been unusually quiet over this pre-season. Usually, they they want to sort of stay in the news cycles and uh, you know remain relevant during the cricket season and the tennis and all that sort of stuff. But it has been unusually quiet, almost too quiet, Peter. <laughs>
4: Well, the only thing that seems to have bubbled along a little bit was this uh, business of the shorter half-time breaks. Yeah. And having created uh, a bit of discussion about that, uh, I I see just yesterday that they pulled the pin on that. They'll um, they'll keep the halves as they have been. So that's really uh, about uh, all that's been out of AFL House per se. There was a little bit of news Today that uh, Melbourne have signed Harley Bennell. um so they've um, yeah, they've wow. picked him up uh, on a supplementary um, list. So he's going to get a second crack at it, or a third crack at it, I should say. So um so good luck to him, and hope he uh, hope he can make every post a winner.
3: I mean, I guess um, it costs them nothing, but geez, that's a big gamble, isn't
4: it? Big gamble, but as
3: you say, it cost them nothing,
4: and um, he he was a guy that. You know, shaped up to be one of the most talented in the AFL when he was um, on song up on the Gold Coast, and uh, of course, uh, a history of calf injuries since then. Um, You know, uh, I I think someone was always going to take a risk on him somewhere along the line, and just too much talent not to really. Yeah, yeah.
2: The other one is um, possibility of an Irish recruit for us in um, Cathal McShane.
3: Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? How's that all
2: panning out? Well, he's. He came out for the two weeks. Yeah. They put him in with Paholki and Murphy. Very not sure what to make of that. Mm. Um, But those those guys put some little clips out of him kicking and uh, I think as Paholki said, he kicks better than he does um, (laughs) already. And he's gone back and his club, Tyrone, didn't know he was back until he turned up to actually watch them play. And there was a report today from over there that – The inkling is that he's pretty much told them he's not – well, he hasn't officially told them that Mm. he's not going to be playing for them um, this season, but by the sounds of it, that he is interested in a move to Australia. So I wonder whether there's – we might hear some movement on that front in the next couple of weeks.
3: The biggest thing about that is that this kid is a bona fide garlic footy Champ in the making, superstar. It's the first time that they've, like, generally, the people that have come out have generally either been fridge players or they've been at the tw- twilight of their careers or, you know, what have you. But this kid is uh, the equivalent of a, I don't know, a, a, you know, a Dylan Sheil or, or, yeah, a dus- absolutely. A d- Dusty, absolutely, Dusty and
2: yeah. Uh, or, or goal, yeah the top goal scorer
3: and this the big the yep. big red headed kid Yes. the big red kid yeah and yeah. the Gaelic footy association they're kicking off about this to the afl because this is probably the biggest uh, i guess uh, threat if you want to call it that uh, to their competition uh, in all the time that uh, that we've had international rules and that, that loose association so you know of course it's the crows that uh, cause a bit of a ruckus because no, when someone else does it no one cares, but when we do something, of course, the world's caving in. Uh, well, but- With the Lucky
0: Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See
2: website for details.
3: He's obviously, obviously a good kid.
2: Well, Brisbane were into him first. Yeah, yeah. And he was going to go out and trial with them and then we kind of snuck in and stole him yeah. um, to give him a two-week two trial here. Now, it's not just the men, though, as well. There's a lot of really the top women players... Mm. We're seeing through the AFLW, oh, and um,
3: that's going to be a real talent pool for the AFLW if they want to fast track oh, developing the game to bring in those those girls that have been in the Gaelic footy system. That's a real bonus if they can get them across.
2: And it, and it's not just like those second tier ones, like you said. We're getting some of the yeah. some of their top players, yeah, and, yeah. and they're looking to be a bit more interested because you actually get paid.
3: Yeah, that's right. It's a bit a bit of a. Uh, A bit of a a bonus for these girls. Um, But yeah, that that was interesting news. Um, And I do hope he comes across because uh, like, when you've got that... um, You were just talking about Matty Crouch, Pete, uh, playing cricket and having obvious talent in cricket. I'm a big believer that if a kid is genuinely talented in one sport, they're genuinely pretty good at a lot of sports. And Mm -hmm. given the similarities between the two codes, uh, he could be another little smoky.
4: Yeah, and as Jason quite rightly points out in the chat, he's a he's a, he's a good sized lad. He's yeah over one ninety, isn't he? Uh,
3: oh yeah, I yeah. believe so. One ninety four, I think. Yeah, I
2: think he's about that, and he's solid, but he's also very mobile and and quite quick. From a couple of the highlights, I know a lot of people when they saw his highlights, they really like, mm. as you alluded to earlier, Pete, the dusty fend off. Um, he's got some nice little tricks.
4: Yeah. So do we? That I think will. Do we know how his trial went and whether he...
2: uh, No, we got no vision, nothing nothing. else. But if by the sounds of it that his club didn't know he was back and he'd been back for a week and they're already making noises of we're pretty sure he's going, I think it might have gone okay.
4: Mm. Well, as you quite rightly say, Fiend, there'll be a rule implemented by the AFL um, that will take effect just prior to the start of the season and it will be a limit on the amount of Gaelic players that can be signed by AFL teams, and um, that limit would have just been filled by one of the other Melbourne clubs signing the last one. So yeah. no doubt he'll have to go back, <laughs> and he won't be able to play
3: for us. Yeah. I can see that
2: coming. I think the AFL will very happily allow him to be stolen and mm. playing here.
3: Yeah, but by us, Nick. Now, speaking of pre-season, <laughs> pre-season and, you know... Pre-season. a season of... pre season Pre- <laughs> Scott Stevens, um, a lack of uh, uh, polish. Uh, Facebook Live has been going for now 13 minutes and I've only just realised that I had uh, the stream audio muted on Facebook Live. So, William, I'm very sorry about that, but thanks for pointing out to me. He he, <laughs> he just said to me, uh, like, he just chatted in there, he said, any audio yet? And I'm looking going, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 so, don't worry, people on Facebook, I will... Uh, I'll do something to make sure that uh, um, the stream when I when I post it up later, it's got the full audio. Um, but you didn't miss much anyway. Um, so before before we push on, just let's have look like It was a fairly tumultuous end to the season uh, for the Crows. Um, you know, a couple of notab- noticeable uh, expulsions from the club. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Robbie stayed on, but that's okay. He's probably on his last legs, but. Uh, we've had Matty Nick's come on. Obviously, we've got uh the what's his name Adam Kelly Ke- Kelly uh, as the new uh, GM Footy Ops, and uh, we we had a lot of word that Rupert Satwell was going to be the um the culture guy, um but some other bloke. What's his name, Nick again? He's the
2: Stargate dude. Uh, Daniel Jackson.
3: That's it. That's it. <laughs>
2: from from Richmond, um, who I think was a... Uh, he and Duncan Callaway were teammates, so we actually have a nice little Richmond link going on there between the two of them at our club.
3: Now, but I think that's really significant because we all know that the turnaround that happened at the Richmond Footy Club, um, and I, th- I actually think Daniel Jackson's appointment's been understated because... Richmond yeah. redid their whole culture from the inside out. You can tell by the way Damien Hardwick talks now. He's gone from that hard nut, hard nosed, you know, poor communicator to everyone's around my place for a Barbie and I love you all and that, you know, I don't care whether Alex Rance resigns because I love him and like it's just a big love fest at Richmond now. So, but it's translated into a transformation in that club. So, you know, if Daniel Jackson can bring some of that cultural shift to the Adelaide Footy Club, and you know, just peel back some of the corporate layers and uh, turn it into a, a a bit more of a, a caring, compassionate environment for these for these players, hopefully we end up with the same results.
2: And he's not just a Richmond former Richmond player, though. Um, he's worked for AFL Europe as a commissioner. He's also worked. He's has has his own consulting business, he's yeah. worked with a lot of top-line um, other sporting organisations and top-line sporting clubs. So he's got that really well-rounded um, experience and he's been a little bit out, being, being based overseas for a number of years away yeah. from what's in here. So I think that's actually a really good appointment as well. And yeah. I think that's a... what liked about sapwell but I can see the same thing in Daniel Jackson.
4: He's got a, a master's degree too in, I think... Some aspect of psychological <laughs> something or other. Yeah, you know, thanks for which your sounded, insights, which Peter. Which sounded good to me. I can't remember what it was now. It had a few had a few words um, Google attached to it, so, so it all it all goes to CV, and all it all sort of looks impressive to me.
3: Yeah, I, I just think any time you get someone out of a successful environment, it's a bonus, and uh, given what Richmond have been able to achieve over the last you know three to five years. Um, and given the position, I, I think it's a very, very good and underrated get by the Adelaide Footy Club.
4: Mm, yeah, agreed. No, it was a good get.
3: Um, and as we mentioned, the club's been pretty quiet, So, uh, but all very positive. Everything that's coming out of the club via AFC media, uh, all the socials, all, the, all the, uh, the public appearances, as few as they've been, all been very, very positive, very inclusive, everyone's happy. Um so you know
2: I do I do have to say though that so the social media stuff they've been putting out they've been very on top of the game. They they've really raised the bar with what they've done. I know Pete's got some reservations that it's all been a bit lovey-dovey and we're not kind of seeing the full truth, but what they are putting out yes it does fit in with that, but it's also it's pretty darn good if you have a look at what other clubs put out.
4: I think it's look at, you know um, don't get me wrong. I think it's terrific from a entertainment point of view. I mean, we saw the one put up uh, yesterday with, um, or was it today with Rat? Yeah, um, yeah, you know, good stuff. Funny, um, well produced, and you know, a, a nice little fluff, funny thing yeah. that showed some of the players and and you know, full credit, no, uh, no criticism at all. Um, but you know, it's not it's not giving us. I mean, we don't we, we have no clue. Not clear at all how they're tracking pre season wise. And there's been a few of those little fluff things put out as well. And so, look, uh, the other thing I was going to say, Nikki, and I know that um, I know what you were referring to, and, you know, we saw a lot last year about, you know, how happy everybody was. And, you know, we had lots of mm. vision of everybody laughing and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, and we knew that underneath, or we now know, I should say, underneath that there was a lot of simmering tension. Um so that boil's now been burst and lanced. And so hopefully, um, you know, I, I, I think on balance I'd rather see something like what I saw with Rat yesterday, which I know was just an entertaining fluff piece, probably better than, you know, footage from training, seeing everybody laughing and, you know, carrying on like, which they don't really do at pre-season training probably.
2: I did like a couple of the the photos they've been putting up, particularly the one of one of the match sims where Ned McHenry is having an Absolute go at the umpire. And the club highlighted that photo. This you know, this kid does not like losing. You know, even in a little um, you know, match sim, he's full on wanting to win. So they they've been putting a few of those sort of things. So what what it's doing is it's giving us an insight in how they want particular players to be perceived. And it feels like we're being invited in. It's it's a very calculated thing that they're doing, but they're doing it very well. So I, I want to give them a little tick for that.
3: Look, at the end of the day, I don't think we can complain, can we? Um, No. I don't think we got everything that we wanted, but we got a fair bit. Um, We got a bit of refresh at the club. Um, uh, Obviously, if nothing else, Peter and Nick, I reckon they are now extremely conscious uh, that they can't take uh, the membership uh, for granted. Uh, You know, I think there was a bit of lip service paid to some of it. But just the the sheer weight of negativity towards the club towards the end of last season just made them grudgingly have to respond to it. Um, You know, so that's... If nothing else, it's a shot shot over the bow from the membership, I reckon, to say, we'll give you a fair bit of leeway, but, you know, don't get carried away with yourselves.
4: Uh, Spot on. And I think last year, or end of last year, was the first time they've actually really had to roll up the drawbridge because... Oh, uh, God, yeah um and 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 you know protect the uh, protect the premises because yeah. i think that they really
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere
4: Dearly beloved we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen
1: the
3: bride and groom
2: Sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time No Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest
1: registry In that case i pronounce you lucky
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: <clears throat> they, they really, really felt, uh, there's no doubt in my mind, they really felt the pressure. Mm. Um, and uh, in a way, they probably haven't before. So, absolutely agree with you. Yeah.
2: Probably the, the last thing we should talk about are the leadership groups of, for both teams. So, for the men, we now have um, knowledge that Tex and Talia, even though they were voted um, by a lot of the playing group to be considered in the leadership group, they mm. were it's a bit of an interesting as to who asked who, but it's more like a mutual discussion of they have taken a step back yeah. to allow some new blood in. So we have Rory Sloan as our sole captain for the team and with the, um, some new blood coming into um, the leadership team for the men's with um, Duday and Smithers, yeah. which is great to see.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, not unexpected due day. Uh, Smithers, I think uh, it shows a bit of a shift in his attitude since his ACL, I reckon, uh, just taking it to the next level. I was a little bit surprised about Talia, Pete. Um, You know, I know that he is getting to that senior level, but he's been such a vocal um, uh, advocate for hard work and teamwork and team ethos and all the rest of it. I'm a little surprised that maybe he wasn't given the right-hand man duties for Rory.
4: I think very surprised, uh, not a little surprised, uh, I um, probably just using it as a tenor of phrase, I was extremely surprised mm. that he was outside of the group, to be honest, and I, I'm not sure what the backstory is there.
2: I wonder though if it's more to do with the fact of, because he, started, he was taking a lot longer in terms of his preparation to get back up for games, yeah. um, just his age profile where it's at. So all those extra meetings and everything else, that yeah. takes away some time from your coverage. So I think they want him on the field. His leadership on the field is second to none. Mm. And I did find there was the Knicks interview from Friday where he did talk a little bit about it. And he actually talked about Fisher Macasey, Macasey, mm. Um, that when they drafted him, the first thing they said to him is you're going to love it. You're going to work with the best defender in the AFL. And that's what, Talia has we people. don't
3: have Alex Rance we don't have Alex <laughs> Rance Nick
2: nobody has Alex Rance thank god
3: <laughs> isn't he the best defender in the universe in the history of mankind Alex Rance except when he no, plays he will, on he will, uh, he? Yeah. anyway let's move on from that look I agree Nick I think uh, uh, the reason is likely to be physical with Tails um, you know he he goes through periods of time where he looks like an old man, doesn't he? And I just wonder. I I wouldn't be at all surprised if what you said was right in terms of his recovery time and yeah, his ability to get up for games and where they most want to always, use his yeah his talents. So. Yeah, he's
2: he's always struggled in, in because of how physical um, games are on yeah. him and the way he plays it. Um, he's always. Taken a lot longer in terms of recovery than many other players, so I yeah. I think me knowing that little bit of knowledge, I think that's where that's at, and I'm right. okay. Right now,
3: that. we've made a commitment here on the Crowcast that Tuesday Night Live is going to be fast, snappy, uh, interactive, <laughs> uh, all that, and we've gone rambled on for 25 minutes, so uh, let's <laughs> move on.
1: Well, AFLW is it's the best thing that's happened in sport in my lifetime, and that's because um, it not only provides. Um, you know, opportunities and a pathway for girls and women playing the sport. It's also um, smashing stereotypes around women and physicality. And um, it, uh, it it says to girls and women that um, you can create your own version of what it means to be a girl or a woman. And all this stuff to me is really important. Um, as much as I love winning on the field... Uh, it's the broader uh, social context um, that really excites me, and ASLW um, is leading the way there. It's um, it's just been fantastic um, to to see it uh, develop, and I, I was the first to um, celebrate um, Gil McLaughlin's decision to bring it forward three years, and the opening year of the competition was fantastic. The AFL uh, gave it the recognition and the support that it warranted. But it does feel like um, after the first season that they have dropped the ball and uh, didn't promote it um, as heavily as they should. Um, You know, in that um, end of the first round in that second season, Mm. there was the discussion about yeah, you know, um, it wasn't attacking enough and, and all of the, the, the coaches were contacted and the memo went out and all that stuff. And that gave the impression that this, that it was broken. yeah. And it was really hard for the sport to recover from that. Uh, the perception was that there was something wrong with it. Um, and, in, you know, they seem to put all their advertising and promotion into online campaigns and nothing really was all that visible on on television and in newspapers and in those types of media. So I feel like, yeah, there's been, (laughs) um, they haven't nurtured it the way that they should because uh, women's football is the golden egg. Um, You know, it's, uh, girls' footy is the fastest growing segment of the sport. We have to nurture this thing um, because it is the future. There are so many girls wanting to play Australian football. They're being turned away from clubs. They certainly are in Victoria because there are so many wanting to play. We're running out of ground. Um, you know, thankfully we have a state government here. Um, you know that's supporting uh, girls' football, and um, there's a, a you know building female-friendly change rooms and really trying to keep up with the demand. So it's it's a magical thing. It's wonderful to see girls pushing their bodies to the limit and having this pathway. But at that elite level, um, the ASL, uh, I believe, hasn't done enough um, in the past two seasons to support um, this wonderful competition. So I think uh, they have recognised that they've, um, they haven't done enough and they've apologised and they're going to do things differently.
3: So we were very, very lucky, weren't we, uh, Nikki and Pete, uh, last year to have Angela Pippos um, on the show. Um, We had a very long interview uh, with her, a long conversation. It wasn't really an interview, it was a conversation, wasn't it? And, (laughs) uh, you know, there were two parts. There was one about her own personal journey and and her uh, ability to break uh, into the football industry or the sport industry, I guess, uh, as a female. Uh, And then there was also a long conversation that we had about her thoughts uh, and opinions on AFLW. And we decided at the time that we would hold over the AFLW uh, part of the conversation until, obviously, the AFLW season. We thought that would be most relevant. And uh, so what you just heard was uh, Angela's initial thoughts about where AFLW is at, uh, obviously bearing in mind that that was in August last year. Um, So she probably would be... uh, Happy for the extra couple of teams in, uh, but over the next few weeks during the W season, we'll be playing bits and pieces of uh, our conversation with uh, Angela, and uh, she makes some excellent points. She's very well spoken, obviously she's well versed in media, um, but her opinions are, are strong, and and she's such a good ambassador for females in in a male dominated sport.
2: Yeah, completely agree, and I and. And that little snippet there, she's she's still very spot on regarding the fact that the AFL still don't quite know how to promote oh, yeah. this. Yeah. Um, like to, they had a season launch today. They had it in the car park at Melbourne Uni. Yeah. I mean it looked quite spectacular, but it was literally in the car park. It's like, what message is this kind of sending? It's just a bit odd. Um so yeah. They they're still not quite on the ball about it and I I just think, think they still can't well bring themselves,
3: it. I don't think they can bring themselves to actually let it stand on its own two feet yet and that's crazy, uh, one of the questions that we'll play later on uh, in another episode from Angela, we talk about the crowd at that grand final uh, 53,000 I mean, and if that's not an yeah. indication that female Australian rules football can stand on its own two feet, thanks very much um, then I don't know what is, and I, I think they just let it, need to let it breathe, let it uh, have its own voice, have its own space in the sport, and just get out of the get out of the way of it. I think is the big thing.
2: Yeah, and yeah, just let it have its little bit of clean air. Um, yeah, they have listened to the players in some respect because I am quite pleased they did announce. I think it was last week or so. One of the things that you would be, <laughs> no, pretty much after every game, the AFLW, I, I always have a whinge about they need to get in more senior umpires, yeah. particularly because you've got so many new players. Well, that is going to happen. We'll mm. still have a lot of the junior umpires, but I think they name named like Ray Chamberlain um, and Eleni, um are going to. So, AFL-listed umpires will be umpiring some of the AFLW games.
3: Do you reckon what they should do is have it like a, a bit of a retirement plan for those umpires that might have just given it away? I mean, it's a short season. Uh, it's in good weather. Um, you know, surely uh, those umpires that, are, that have just recently uh, given it up, they wouldn't mind running around for an extra, you know, 10 weeks or so, surely.
2: That would actually be ideal. Mm. Um because you've still got a lot of new players coming through. I've, I, I see the same issue at the lower levels where I play. Um, I have a slight advantage because I know what the rules are yeah. because yeah. I was trained as an SA NFL umpire, which often makes me one of the worst players for an umpire on a field because I tend to probably know the rules better than they do. Um, but that's where you get injuries is that they're not protecting the player, and that's what yeah. a lot of the players were pushing was a lot of those tackles, Western Bulldogs. Um, who are notorious for it? If unless that gets stopped and gets stopped early, they'll keep doing it because they're not taught by the umpires coming down and saying, "No, not allowed to right. do that." fix it.
3: Now, Nikki, um, I'm going to yes, I'm going to send you a stopwatch because now you have exactly six minutes to preview round one of the AFLW Crows match. I don't care about the rest of them. I have no idea Crow's how match. many
2: minutes it is. Because you voice cut out to me.
3: <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, well, listen, um, uh, the, let's get on to the AFL Crows match. Um, obviously, they did quite well in the pre season uh, or the practice match um, not so long ago. Uh, but injuries are a concern?
2: Yes and no. Um, for most other teams, I would say you take out the top two players and those teams will struggle. I think that's quite a difference for us as a team. Because purely we we seem to be a lot more evenly spread, and we have that one talent pool, and we've been able to keep the bulk of our players together, and within that same thing. What about sheer numbers though? I think twenty four
3: players, isn't it? Twenty four players we've got to choose from at the moment.
2: Yeah, um, that is a small bit of an issue, but um, (laughs) the advantage is we're we're coming up against Brisbane, and Brisbane have been absolutely decimated, and. I think they might be a team that actually goes through this um, eight-week season without a win, unfortunately. They couldn't yeah. even score against Gold Coast Suns and the Suns do not have a good back line. Um, and, and they played two trial games against them because one of them was um, a bit rain and everything else and they still couldn't yeah. um, score. Isn't the,
4: issue, isn't the issue though really that there's some critical long-term injuries? Yeah. yeah. You know, the, 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 I mean, basically, you know... Um, Aaron and Chelsea are really out for the season, aren't they? Yeah.
2: Well, no, Chelsea's out for the season and Hannah, formerly Martin, who's now um, Brun- Brunton, um, Button, she's out. So she's one of our wingers. We did uh, – Danny Van Hagen did hurt her knee, but she will be back um, because it was um, – so it's only a three- to six-week injury there. Yeah. We do have some other wingers and yeah, players. We're putting Stevie Lee on the wing.
4: I'm talking about like Aaron Phillips and Chelsea Randall, who you had know, probably two of the best, you know, players in the competition. And certainly Aaron's the best player in the competition by you know his head and shoulders. And she, we won't have her for the year, surely. Because she was um, injured in the grand final.
2: She was injured in the grand final, but she is due back at some stage this month. They did um announce that. Her Metcalf um, Chloe Shear might be a little bit behind them. She's just had to have another little scrape out. But they shouldn't
3: rush Chloe back. Um, that, that's dangerous. That's no, what danger- and I don't think they're going it. to.
2: Oh no. well, yeah, uh, they definitely will not rush her back. But no. she's a, a hell of a talent. She's yeah. one we've got on a two-year deal. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Um, but we brought in Courtney Gum as kind of that backup for the way Aaron plays and the way we were doing it through the preseason. We could see a little bit on what Clark going to do. I think she's definitely she's not as quick as Erin. She doesn't have those skills, but she's still she was in the second year. She was the MVP for the league, voted on by the players. So there's some definite talent we've still got in our team.
3: Yeah, but who's? I think that the the point that Pete probably makes uh, validly is um, who, who's going to. Who's going to take that match-winning mantle from uh, from Aaron? Because it's a massive hole that, that Aaron leaves behind. Uh, and there's no question in my mind that without Aaron in the team last year, it would have been a, a much bigger struggle for us, in my opinion. Is that a fair call, Pete?
4: Oh, absolutely. And also, I mean, for me, it's the two of them. Because yeah. Chelsea's not, and it's her leadership, and it's her, yeah. the way, you know, I mean, in the her in the grand final, you know, statistically, I mean, I thought that she was our best player in the grand final, did, and I, you might have to refresh my memory. I don't think she won the, the medal, did she?
3: Aaron did. Aaron did.
4: Aaron did. Yeah, I thought yeah. Chelsea was our best player, and, and the reason I did is just the way that she just marshalled the team across half back. Yeah, yeah. And you, do you know what I mean? I, it's just a, for me, that's just a, I mean, obviously, you're right, thing. I mean, you know, the, the loss of Erin is huge in, in a match-winning capacity. But in terms of a leadership and a direction on the field and, you know, agree coming out of defence, I mean, yep. it's a massive loss. agree with and, that. And, 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 it's, and, the, and it's for the season.
2: Oh, and she is – I actually think they are the best two players in the competition. If I was picking, like, a team, I would pick Erin first and my second pick would be Chelsea.
4: Yeah, no out doubt. Out of
2: all the players in the AFLW, quite – simply because you know what you, those two. But so I think I, what it's going to do is it allows Sarah Allen to step up and be a lot more vocal down in that back line. And she's had three years working with Chelsea. Wow. So you've got that three years of development coming through. And she was an, – I think she is an absolute gun as a backman and should have been in the All-Australian team last year, but she's not a one who gets hollered because most of the time the ball actually got stopped by – Chelsea, before it got to her. Well,
3: look, name any sporting organisation that can lose uh, their top two players uh, for the season and a couple of other uh, gun players as well. Um, it doesn't matter which team it is. It doesn't matter who steps up. It's going to be a real challenge for the Crows to back it, it up this year. And, you know, let, let's let give them credit. They're, they're a, they've shown themselves to be a professional outfit um, league leading in many respects uh, initially and then again last year when they when they came back. Uh, but it, it's going to be a reflection on their resilience and their ability to find ways to win because they won't have the luxury of a couple of match winners in that team.
2: No, but I think it'll allow some other players to shine, which let's, means Daniel going into the midfield.
3: Yep.
2: Hatchard taking that step, next step. Yeah. Noffy's really got to up her game.
3: Marinoff's got to be more consistent and get more of it.
2: Yeah. She's got to get more of it. She, she's got the defensive side, Pat. Yeah. She's got to work on the other side a bit better. Yeah. But, you know, here's a chance to do it.
3: So, uh, um, So Nikki, that's what
2: I'm really looking forward to.
3: So, Nikki, what are the details of the match? Who are we playing? Where are we playing? When are we playing? And how can people watch?
2: We are playing Brisbane... I think it's a four ten game on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's what it is um, here. Um, unfortunately, I think this is not going to be Brisbane's day. Um, even with all of her injuries and everything else, they just—they're unfortunately one of the teams that's been decimated by all the new signings. Yeah. Um, and the new clubs coming in, they've just lost so many players. So, um, I, I. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't think it's, if, even if we spank them or it's close, it's not going to quite give us too much of information, I think, just on how poor Brisbane are going to be, unfortunately. Yep. Uh,
3: very good. Um, I, I think it'll be a lot closer than you, um, Nick, uh, because I, I think it's it's going to take a while for, for the Crows to reconfigure um, with those key losses. Uh, I think maybe talent in the end and home ground advantage might get us over the line uh but i wouldn't mind betting it's a bit of a scrap brisbane are also a good club um you know probably with us uh, arguably the the two best clubs in the competition uh so far so they won't go down line uh, uh, go down without a fight <laughs> <laughs> they won't go down without a fight um but hopefully we we'll just sneak over is that how do you see it pete
4: uh, yeah, I think we'll just I'm, – I'm more on your side, Fane. I think we'll just we'll just sneak over the line. But I think it'll be a very, very tight contest.
3: We will have a, a bit of a wrap-up next week uh, on Tuesday Night Live pre-season two. Um, but uh, we've hit 40 minutes, Peter. We did it, mate.
2: <laughs> we did it. We, did,
3: we it. did it. Look, thanks to everyone who's joined us on Facebook Live, uh, on uh, Spreaker, Uh, my uh, lovely daughter-in-law is on Facebook Live. G'day, Baz. Um, Say g'day to the rest of the family for me. Look, uh, we'll continue through the preseason as mentioned, building up to a big first round uh, of the AFL men's competition in six or so weeks. But until then, take it easy, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks, guys.
2: Night all.